Hey guys, it's your host, Seth Goldstein, with Juicy Divas, Confessions of a Limo Driver. And I have a very juicy, important announcement. Ever wonder how cool and refreshing it would be to hear your own voice on iTunes? Your podcast made at a touch of a button? If you haven't heard about Anchor, you are totally missing out. It's the most easiest way to make a podcast super practical, and best part of all, it's free. It even has creation tools that allows you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone on the go or computer in the comfort of your own home, guys. What's even better, Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so you can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can make money for your podcast with minimum listenership. It's really that easy. Everything you need to make a podcast in one place. What are you waiting for? Download your free Anchor app or simply go to anchor.fm to get started. Until next time, thank you. Goodbye. Hello, guys. Once again, another Juicy Divas Confessions of a Limo Driver with yours truly, Seth Goldstein, and my partner, Jim Francis, co-producer. This evening, we have a wonderful, wonderful actress, ventriloquist, comedian, and get this, an author, too. Yeah, she's been here before, and she's back to tell us all about her awesome book, Don't Read My Lips. Give it up for April E. Brucker. How's it going, April? Good. How's it going with you? I'm glad to be back. So uh, how is Life as a Limo Driver treating you? Um, I retired, so not, not, it's great to see the limos go by these days. And I'm like, I finally have a life. <laughs> so, so you're letting the limo drivers do the hard work and you're having the life knowing that guess what? You have all the stories in the world. That's a good gig. You're retired. <laughs> yeah. But you know what? I will say I came out of retirement to drive, um, Megan the stallion the other day for, um, the Grammys or whatever it was, Grammy night. It was yeah. cool. It was really fun. You know what? That was worth coming out of retirement for. Every once in a while, like you get somebody, you get to come out of retirement for them. If I could drive, like, you know, that's that's awesome. So, yeah, that is so awesome that you got to drive her for the Grammys. Wow. Yeah, you ought to try it. To, like, I'm thinking that you ought to start your, like, limo with all your, your little characters you have all those different characters and have them do the talking because you are a ventriloquist after all and you're an awesome ventriloquist at that i was pretty taken aback the last time you um you began you know like having all these multiple characters and 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 alter egos it was fantastic i really enjoyed it thank you and you know and i'm in the perfect city to be a limo driver and two i live in las vegas for one Okay, which oh yeah, that is the city of limos. No offense, LA. And second, uh, uh, these days I have a lot going on. A lot's been happening since you last saw me, Seth. As a matter of fact, I'm the special guest star in Burlesque Q at Alexis Park Resort. Yep, and it's an all all right. Queue. That's right. We have uh, Shawnee Cooper as the host. He's our token male, but it features the premier showgirls with uh, sure. Carrie. With Carrie Byers, who's who was uh, with Follies for Sheer for a number of years choreographing, and it's every sure. Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday at Alexis Park Resort. And excuse me, I'm in the show too. I'm the star. You're just there. 
May Wilson, everybody. <laughs> Hello, Dad. Will you drive me in your limo? Absolutely. Only if you do promise to do some bumps off my arm. Oh, you know I will, Seth. You ring the coke Third and arm. I'll be there. See, A-Girl, why can't you be more like Seth? You see, A-Girl is so lame. She stays home. She eats ice cream. She doesn't cardi. And Seth, uh -huh. all I want to do is cardi. Now, you think making the stallion's cool? Let me tell you, I'm going to be ten times as cool. I'm going to cardi like Motley Crue. <laughs> Love it. You know, I, I believe it or not, it's funny you should say that. I actually, uh, my girl and I, we had tickets to see Motley Crue for like the fifth time. Um, last time around, was it last year? I, you know, it's crazy. It just uh, escapes me how life happens so fast. And suddenly it's 2021. It seems like 2020 was literally a blur. But know, uh, we have tickets and we're going to. Yeah, they're going to honor the tickets. So we're going to go see Motley Crue. Freaking yeah, yeah man. Great. That's great. Him and his girl are going to see Motley Crue. You have a girl. Is she into felt life? Is she into rug burn? Uh, she's she's a wild one, let me tell you. She, she is wild a wild and, one. And you are too. Would you like to have a three? Yeah, I can be. Oh, my God. <laughs> you do not stop. This is what I got to live with. You see, Seth, I just want to find a sugar daddy. Okay, this is what's going on. Uh, my last sugar daddy died unexpectedly at the age of 97. Oh, no. And, you know, <laughs> unless I find another sugar daddy, I might have to find a job. <laughs> oh, we don't want that to happen. No problem. We'll I, adopt you. I'll tell you what. We'll adopt you. And I can be your Yeah. Wow, well, May, you, but you listen, gonna... listen, here's the deal. We're going to pimp the hell out of you. Oh, you know what? <laughs> I can live with that. I can live with that because, you see, it's really expensive being me. How much do <laughs> you need to live on, May? I need 10 grand a week to live on. All right? I'm glamorous. Holy Gosh. cow. And plus, you know, Holy shit, that's funny. Wow. Okay, so you're talking about doing cocaine on the air. You don't know who's listening, May. Well, you know what, April? That's their problem. Now, excuse me, I have to go get ready to party. Miss yeah. everybody. Again, she's at Alexis Park every Thursday through Sunday at 10 p.m. You can see her. And hopefully, oh, yeah. And are you sure you want to have that in your house, Seth? Sure. I got a closet. You know, I can I can lock her in, to, in there, and she'll be fine. Throw the key away, in fact. Oh, she gets out of line. She gets out of line. <laughs> is that... Is that you are a smart man, Seth, because I've heard a locker in her trunk and she just escapes. Every time she escaped from the trunk, you gotta hit her, whack her over. You gotta whack her over the head with the with the bat, the way you did in that casino. <laughs> well, speaking of casino, um, I have a young man here, and maybe you've driven him in your limo, but he's had plenty of bats, and he's here courtesy of the witness protection program. Have really? You ever, have you dri ever driven any mobster stuff? I, you know what? Honestly, I'm gonna tell you, I actually did. I can't name any names for obvious reasons because I want to live for my next birthday. But um, yeah, I, I think I, I wanna, yeah, I'm probably gonna reserve myself and say no, I didn't. I, I actually did. They're a lot of fun, actually. So, do you have, do you have a wise guy there with you? Oh, I have a wise guy, and let me tell you, um, courtesy of witness protection, he's now working as a magician in Las Vegas. You know how they give him the neat jobs? <laughs> yo, yo, ladies and gentlemen, I present to you Vinny two times. What the hell are you doing, April? Are you recording me? You know how I feel about that. Is that the feds on the O-line? 
Hey, I remember you. How you doing? Good. How's it How going? Doing? Is this the limo driver? Yeah, it's, it's the, the limo. It's it's hey, they call me Jimmy the driver. Oh, Jimmy the driver. You didn't tell me Jimmy the driver was here. Yeah, the last time that's I saw right. Jimmy the driver. Well, that's classified. Yep. So, yeah, we ought to hang out together sometime. Yeah, we got to hang out. Now, let me tell you, <laughs> I'm a good magician. Why are you a good magician? I'm like Italian. I'm good at making people disappear. <laughs> Oh, so, nice. So, Vinny, um, tell these folks when your first engagement was. Upstate New York. Upstate New York. Where? How, how long was it? Six to eight years. Six to eight years. You must have been pretty good. Was it at the Poughkeepsie Playhouse? No. Sing, sing. <laughs> I see. Well, let me tell you about my mentor. He got the Lifetime Achievement pen. The Lifetime Achievement Pen, was this from the Society of American Magicians? No, Alcatraz. Ah, oh, nice. <laughs> Alcatraz. So, 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 Vinny, what was your first magic trick? Well, you see, and Jimmy the driver, he's a wise man. He knows that this was a feat of strength. What was That's it? Right. Was it an illusion? Was it a disappearing act? No, I got a seat on the New York City subway. <laughs> about them apples that's awesome yeah, way to yeah, go no. Vinny. now let me tell you now let me tell you i'm doing a magic trick right now what are you doing it's an illusion i wasn't aware you were doing an illusion i'm making you look like a good ventriloquist oh <laughs> this is what i got to deal with um i oh so, man so why i pity you april that's awful <laughs> yeah it is so Vinny, uh, where are you uh -huh. here in town? Are you under contract? Contract? Who's getting hit? <laughs> Not that it's kind a contract. of a contract, but do you have any engagements right now? Well, I'm at liberty except for this here ankle bracelet. You know, this is what happens when you're on parole. You know about that, Jimmy the driver, right? Yeah, I have one of those cute bracelets, too. I was told that it was a gift from these uniform guys. I thought, oh, man, you guys are swell. That's awesome. Thank you, you know so what? much. Yeah, just like I thought a bracelet was a gift from a stripper. And then the next thing I know, the <laughs> feds are at my door. Yeah, that's what it's like being a wise guy. So so the stripper turned you in. Listen, I had this wife back home, and I had a girlfriend. You been there, Jimmy the driver? You got a wife and a girlfriend? Actually not. I'm I'm pretty straight edge. I'm kind of a geek, to yeah, tell you yeah. the truth. He's, he's smart, Benny. He doesn't do that. Yeah. Well, this is what happened. I had a wife and a gumada. Now you listen, all right? So, okay. gumada, she was talking to the feds, and she says, let's go to the Gahamas. And I get back, and the next thing I know, I'm in cuffs. <laughs> that's awful. That's awful. That's, that's no that, different that's, than... That's but let me tell you. No, let what me happened? tell you. I went to disappear with a magic trick. What did you do? Uh -huh. I went on the lamb. Oh, you're not supposed to tell them that. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah, you, you got you gotta be a little smarter if you're a wise guy. Speaking of smarter, I'm gonna do a levitation. They can't see that. I'm on I'm on a podcast. My wand is floating. I don't see your wand doing anything. It's my uh, other wand. You know my magic hey. Johnson. <laughs> hey Benny. Vinny, Vinny, guess what? I'm going to levitate, too. I think most of us are. Tomorrow's 420. I think we're all going to yeah, levitate. That's right. Yeah, he's <laughs> levitating for the 420. You know, my son, who 
who doesn't talk to me except to tell me that he needs money. He levitates in the 422. Yeah, yeah. So, so it's it's a, great. You, you've had a rough year because you had a job back in November, right? Yeah. You know the last president? He was willing to overlook the fact that I was a convicted felon. So mm -hmm. he mainly had a, his security. And you know what happened? He didn't oh. get reelected. <laughs> nice. <laughs> so, so, but Vinny, why are you raising your wand like you want to hit me? Because you keep putting these bad jokes in my mouth. Oh, okay, okay, Vinny. All right. All right, but but what else are you upset about? Well, did you tell him about your tea juggle? My tea juggle? Yeah, your tea juggle, toots. Guys, um, if you've ever had an accidental towel slip or whoops, tea juggle's for you. It was featured on Videos After Dark with Bob Saget by yours truly, and I do it in That's Burlesque right. Q every Thursday through Sunday at Alexis Park. And if you yeah. want to learn how to do it, order it off of aprilbroker.tv for $29.99. And I repeat, $29.99. Add a girl toots, product placement. Now, I gotta go, because my parole office is blowing up my phone, and my ex-wife wants to reconcile, because she wants oh. my Magic Johnson. But why can't you just do a nice show like Penn and Teller? What? Tell us in the pen? I gotta get out of here. That's fantastic. Thank you, Vinny. Hope you come again. Um, April, so um you also why don't you tell us also that you um you got rid of your boyfriend, right? This kind of went viral for a minute there, right? Where yeah, why don't you long before ahead. coronavirus made it cool, okay? I went viral from England to Iceland to Italy, then Russia to China to India, then from Ghana to Nigeria to Kenya, then from um, Singapore to Australia to Indonesia, then from Brazil to Colombia to Guatemala. That's right, everybody. I was a celebrity in Guatemala. And the wow. headline read as follows. Ventriloquist who splashes out 20 grand a year on her puppets that even have their own bedroom dumps her fiance after he says it's them or me. <laughs> that's right. That's that's crazy. So you gave him an ultimatum and said, "Hey, listen, no, you turned it around. It's 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 them, definitely them." So yeah, hit you the know, road, Jack. Right? It, yeah. Seth, I'm not looking for Mister Right. I'm just desperately seeking Mister Okay. <laughs> so being that you're in showbiz, um, and and congratulations again for for you know um, you know that you're up in, in Vegas and, and doing this show. It's, it's pretty awesome. Can you tell us once again, uh, the, the dates and stuff and, and the time frame So maybe we can make it out there sometime. Absolutely. I am there every Thursday through Sunday at Alexis park resort. Um, and you can get tickets off of TicketKite.com, and it's every Thursday through Sunday at 10 o'clock. And I'm there with May Wilson and I not only do an act with May, but I tea juggle. And again, it's a great group. But if you can't get out there to see me, I'm also on Amazon because I've written a new book. That's right. Tell me all about your book. I want to hear all about it. Well, during the pandemic, I was really depressed like we all were. Okay. Yeah. I was getting feelings and, you know, and I just was trying to keep myself busy. And so I was doing Zoom shows with these guys. And I love my dogs dearly. But, you know, every once in a while they were start, they would bark when they liked something because I wasn't getting a ton of feedback on Zoom. And, yeah. and then I, and then eventually a parakeet moved in and she would give me a tweet and like a chirp. Uh -huh. And eventually I just discovered that was a sympathy chirp. Uh -huh. 
And so finally, you know, everybody for years was like, April, you should write a book about ventriloquism. And I was like, yeah. am I really qualified to write a book on ventriloquism? I'm too busy. I'm doing grad school, whatever. So this pandemic hit and I was out of excuses. And so this kind of kept me sane. And so that's what I did during the pandemic is I wrote a book on ventriloquism. And so it's called Don't Read My Lips. And basically okay. it's about the history of ventriloquism. It's a little lesson about the history. Then it's the how-tos, uh, the basic right. guide to puppets, and, of course, uh, how to find work as a ventriloquist, et cetera, et cetera, and how to deal with the unexpected, like, pandemics. So right. um, so don't read my lips. It's available on Amazon and through booksellers worldwide. So if you want to be like me, read Don't yeah. Read My Lips. Fantastic. That's a great That's a great catch there, and um, uh uh, I, I really enjoyed it. The last time I know we had some technical difficulties. I apologize for that once no, again. No, 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 it was my um, fault. I'm, but, I'm a bit of a Luddite. I'll admit it. I talked to Puffy. <laughs> but but we were um, thankfully able to get you back on. And this time around, she's like, we're like cruising down the boulevard, you know, in the limo. Yeah, we're doing really good. Well, I I've like gotten the... smarter with technology because I've, I've had to, because this past year we couldn't go anywhere. So what are we going to do, right? Right. Podcast after podcast, I can imagine. Um, so, so, you know, and, and it's great because this ventriloquism, it, it's not, it's not that easy as easy as it sounds literally. I mean, I have tried it to tell you the truth and it's like mind fuck because at times you're like, you try to be one character and you end up swapping around and then people catch you like, uh, I caught you, you know? And, and so you having this book, this manual, if you will, and, and it has got all the nuts and bolts, it's going to be uh, a great uh, source of inspiration and definitely more, more and more people are going to want to jump on board and try to be a lot like um, April Brucker, you know, that's great. And okay. what about, oh, thank you. And you could, you could learn Seth, this might finally be the thing to teach you. Yeah. Finally, something that I can that I can learn that I that I haven't already learned because, you know, I've I've been just about everything. I've held down different jobs. I don't know if I told you, but I was a, I was a driver. I was a bodyguard. I did acting. I did stand up comedy once upon a time. I also did hard to believe because I really don't do so many jokes anymore. Like I, I mean, I try to by and large. Well, I mean, I kind of do, you know self deprecating jokes at times, but I I allow. Um, all my guests to sort of take over and 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 just just have a blast, you know, because at the end of the day, um, that's that's what it's about. If I start talking about myself and and I become that narcissist that most of us have, then yeah, it's all about me and and not so much about you. You know what I'm saying? So it's gotta be a give and take. But um, it's great to to hear from you again. What else have you been up to? I mean, have you done any like um, you said you did some zooms, right? Were you doing other podcasts? I was doing Zooms, other podcasts, and I even have a new puppet. What? Yeah. You see, Seth, if you learn ventriloquism, you can talk uh -huh. to presidents. No shit. I have with me Joe Biden time. Hello, hello, hello. My fellow Americans, it's me, cool Joey G. So what's it like to be president? Folks, when I was going Scranton... My father said, Joey, treat every day like Christmas, because every day is a gift. President, not present. Oh, president. Folks, it's me, Uncle Joey Lee. And when <laughs> I was a boy in Scranton, kids used to make fun of me, Uncle Joey Lee, because of my stutter. But I ate my scrapple, 
mastered scrapple, and now I'm ready to grapple. Hi-ya! And my <laughs> sensei is Mr. Miyagi. Blacks on, blacks off. It comes in handy when I'm doing yard work, when I'm fighting a tourniquet, or when I'm dealing with those Republicans when it comes to Inferno structure. <laughs> so, so, so President Biden time, how do you plan on dealing with coronavirus? Here's the deal. Number one, we're going to listen to the scientists, the doctors, the physicians, and the sturgeons. Number two, we're going to stop telling the American people lies, and instead, we're going to give them true fallacies. Okay? <laughs> Number four, as a nation, we've already lost 245 pounds. 245 <laughs> pounds? What are you talking about? Come on, man. We've got Donald J. Trump out of there. Oh, beautiful. So, so <laughs> you have a progressive cabinet. When I was a boy in Scranton, my father said, Joey, you gotta help can a progresso for those cold winter days. And you have a female vice president, Calamari Harris. The fact of the matter oh. is, she's a very extinguished young woman. She talked me out of wearing cornrows today. Ew, what are you doing? Ew, Sassy is sniffing my hair. Ew. Pantene Crovee must be a Democrat. <laughs> Now, I think that I should. I think that I should rap. Don't you think that I should rap, Seth? Because I'm cool, Joey B from Scranton. Sure. Absolutely. Folks, it's me, Uncle Joey B. When I was a little boy in Scranton, see, I stuttered, and now I'm restoring America most definitely. The fact of the matter is, I wear these shades because I'm a cool cat. And here's the deal: if you didn't vote for me, well, you ain't black. Or do your long, come on, man, like drop cool Joey B. Love it. Fantastic. Um, that's great. And how do you feel, April, that we have, we now have a Kamala Harris as our VP and um, Joe Biden as our, our president? I mean, yeah, granted, he's you know, a male president, but how, how it's pretty cool to have a, a female as our vice president, isn't it? What do you think? What oh, are you feeling? I think it's completely cool because, number one, I think that she was the best candidate, but number two, I feel like we've finally have an adult in the white house <laughs> right yeah, yeah I feel like dad's no. home you know for so long we've had these crazy people now dad's home and everything's going to be okay right absolutely um you know it's funny i years ago i drove kamala harris actually in my own private vehicle really so um yeah yeah um it's it's a great story. I I could tell that story um, off the record. Mm -hmm. <laughs> no, it was she was really nothing but she was beautiful in, in in her ways. You know, she was awesome and she was not a, um, I mean nothing majorly bad. I mean you know, um, happened. But but um, yeah, I took her to like three different places and and um, she talks quite a bit. You know, when she's not on her phone and um usually they all by and large have a they're pretty nice they're beautiful in that way you know in that in that regard but um yeah i drove kamala harris in my own personal vehicle so that's one for the books now she's vice president and 
you know, I think she was supposed to deliver her uh, address, right? Like her first address to the nation today, tonight. I'm not sure. Oh, wow. Yeah. Was she, I think she was. And um, so everybody's trying to find out, like, because I know um, she has to go out to to the, I think she's supposed to go out to the border to find out what's going on with the, with the immigration crisis that we have. I also wanted to touch up a little bit on, on, um, on the Shelvin case, I know that's been like something that's been eating at me for a while now. Mm-hmm. I mean, for obvious reasons, you know, <clears throat> the nation's like a tinderbox right now. I mean, we're just seconds away from exploding. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so what, are, what, are, what are your feelings? I mean, clearly, it's you know, I mean, it shouldn't even been a thing where he got on, you know, on the trial and stuff. That shouldn't have been happening. I think it should have been shoved away, and you know. So frankly, you know, put away and throw the, the keys away. I mean, for oh, I, I agree because yeah. there was no justification for what happened. No. And here's here's what right. really upsets me is years ago I was living in New York City, okay, and I walked into a Rite Aid and I paid, uh-huh. and I had gotten a twenty dollar bill from an ATM or another cashier or something, and it was flagged as a counterfeit bill. And I remember I was really upset and I said, I'm so sorry. Could I give you, or it was a questionable bill. I said, could I give you another one? And I gave them another one. It was no, like I had no idea. And I just remember I was very apologetic and I gave another one. And the point is, is that I wasn't arrested and I walked out of there and I'm telling you the story today. George Floyd did the same thing and he's dead. So if you don't think we have a race problem in this country, (laughs) that's a problem. You are talking, yeah, exactly. and so it's like this should have never happened. And I mean, the kid that called the cops, like, unfortunately, he was following protocol. Uh, right, should have been a store manager involved. He should have handled that differently. And I know that he just thought, okay, I'm handling protocol. But there was no reason for him to kneel on that guy's neck for that long. And what he did, police department, like, and I, I know a few cops. They said we don't even teach that anymore in the academy. Yeah. Yeah, I, I was told that. You know, the only other time I saw that happen was in the movie, um, uh, what is it, uh, Last Watch or Night Watch. The one, uh, the very, was, is the movie came out with two officers, the Michael Pena and um, the other gentleman. And I remember uh, one of the cops, somehow, I guess, when they apprehend the suspect or the person, they somehow kind of rest their knee over, you know, their neck. But in such a, I mean, like, that's the only other time I've seen this kind of um, police practice. I don't think it's ever uh, been, you know, uh, a common practice as far as I, I know. No, I mean, it's, I it's, it's never a common practice because not only yeah. is, and I was talking to a few cops about this, not only is it unsafe for the person they're arresting, it's not yeah. safe for the cop because that person no. could easily flip them over and take their weapon. Sure. It's happened too. It's happened where... Yeah, you're absolutely right. Where somebody's taking their their gun and and shot even and and you know at a cop and and ran and yeah, uh, you know. like there's nothing good about this. And the other thing yeah. too is that you know it's like and and I was watching the trial and I get that Chauvin's not a big guy and maybe he was intimidated yeah. or whatever. But the big red flag, and I remember one a cop that I know said this, and and he's actually a decent dude, and he was really upset about what happened. He said the yeah. fact that he was on the force for that long and was still on patrol duty was a red flag. Right. 
right. He shouldn't have been in you know, on the force in the first Well, he place. probably shouldn't have been on the force speak. in the first place. But if you're still on right. duty after that many years, it's like because most people, yeah. they're promoted. They become supervisors, which means right. they get desk jobs that not only pay more, but they're not being shot at. Win-win. Yeah. Or they're detectives, which yeah. is where the brain power and the people skills come in. So, Absolutely. Yeah, because the young cops are, you know like their their muscle in those rough neighborhoods and it's like sure. okay so they are busting some bad guys whatever but yeah. it's like you just got to look at the way this police department's run and you're like ah and and there's been and there's been so many other shootings I know, like as of late I know. you just want to say get your senseless shit. murders it's yeah because that's what it is there's senseless murders and you know and you wonder like and and actually somebody said something and this is a little scary is that mm-hmm. in some places okay i think it's the state of new hampshire you only need a hundred plus hours to become a cop wow holy but shit. you need like 200 hours to become a hairdresser <laughs> wow and i get that you know okay and here's the thing messing up my hair that's going to be a bad day. Okay. I get the training. Yeah. All right. You know, especially if it's like my sister's wedding or something, but sure. I think if you become a cop, like you should have like a thousand something hours or it should be like a three year. Well, yeah. You know, I think that in order for, I, I mean, I personally feel that, um, you know, in order to have, you know, muscle out there and the right kind of officers, um, knowing having a good hand on their shoulders is is super important i mean it goes without saying but also too we ought to have i think more of the uh, folks that probably had a brush with crime or maybe grew up in the you know sort of like the rough parts of town because those are the ones that kind of look look at fear in the face and go you know what whatever i'm not that afraid and those are the cops that don't pull out a gun for, off their holster and, and, and shoot at someone, you know? And I think that that's where we're, we're hiring a lot of cowards personally. Well, they're, hi- well, they're hiring a lot of people that I, I don't even know where they're getting them, but they also need people that I think live in the neighborhood too. So when they yeah. see so-and-so, they know that so-and-so is not a, you know, they a just, threat, he, yeah. yeah, he's just, He's just the neighborhood eccentric. He's nothing to be scared, right. of, you know. And, and listen, on the other side, on on you know of the token, there's a lot of great cops. Oh, you know? I, know. I mean, and that's there's the a lot of wonderful thing. officers that that you know have been, and I mean, they expose themselves every day in the line of duty, um, day in day out. Um, you know, a lot of crimes and whatnot. And I have a couple of friends and family members that are cops, and and you know, they're good people. So it's not like like blue ma- lives don't matter but definitely i will say um every every life matters so when you're out there doing a job you get the, the life of the 13 year old boy adam toledo who was shot when he had his arm his arms clearly were up and there's video and everything you know to prove it i mean why do you shoot a why do you shoot a, a boy like that why do you shoot a kid just yeah, one and, person and, and, and you're why what do you get out of that what's actually, you know a cop that I know explained it best. He said that just like you meet good teachers and bad teachers, there are good cops and bad cops. And there are some people that it's like, you know, when they show up, it's like, okay, dear God, there they are. But this is my backup. You know, it's like, right. oh, dear God, you know. Yeah. Yeah. It's, the, it's crazy. The sad thing is that there are a lot of good cops that die protecting their communities too. So. Uh-huh. 
But and I, now, and I, go ahead. I, just, I just hope for the sake of the Floyd family that justice yeah. is served. I really do. Yeah, justice needs to be served across the board for a lot of these people. I think if that in fact happens, um, we'll see more of a trend where more and more, um, you know, folks will will feel like at ease, knowing fully well that the law for once actually was on our side. And the other um, thing too is yeah. Black Lives Matter is saying that all lives matter because guess what? Right. When the community, a community is only as safe as its most vulnerable members. And exactly. when it becomes safe for people of color, it becomes safe for domestic violence survivors, it becomes safe for LGBTQ people, people that are differently abled, as well as cops and everybody else. And so guess what? You know, it's making the world until the community is safe for everyone, it's not safe for anyone. That's that's absolutely the truth. And what can you tell me about? I mean, it's just I'm so disgusted and uh, like really appalled at the whole Asian hate. I mean, that is insane. Have you seen how crazy that is where they've gone um, after different folks, you know, of that ethnicity or, oh, or that look Asian? I have. And yeah. I, lived, I lived for Queen. I lived in Queens, New York for several years. And in Queens, we had the most immigrants per capita of anywhere in the United States. They live wow. in And we had a lot of Asian families. And, um, and let me tell you, it's like, I just, you know, and this is appalling because these were some of the most hardworking people that I had sure. ever met. Like, they keep I, to themselves too. I mean, well, it's not I like they like to go out there and serve trouble. Hardworking families, like hardworking. Yeah. And it was an Definitely. honor and a privilege to have them as my neighbors. And this just breaks my heart. Uh, well, it, it really is. I I mean, you know, I'm not as happy, uh, upbeat as I was in the last um, podcast due to that. I mean, my heart hurts, to tell you the truth, over a lot of this that's been going on. And, um, yeah, it's, I mean, I, to me, it's it, it hits home because I grew up in Chinatown area, East, East L.A., close to Chinatown. And. I had a lot of friends of mine that, you know, um, just happened to be uh, Asian. And I can tell you that a lot of these people, like you said, you definitely set that common thread that likes hardworking folks trying to, you know, make a future for themselves and their families. And they usually keep to themselves. And, um, you know, to see these people being like, you know, folks going after them and whatnot and, and making life hard on them and, and just watching the atrocities, like just across the board, watching people get hurt and, and shot at and beat up. I mean, saw a lady get beat up and um, all those um, scenes are just so hard to watch. And my heart goes out to that community. Honestly, I just wanted to mention that in passing. And, and my heart goes out to them too, because none of that should be happening right now. And a lot of people, there's this myth that, um, China ma manufactured coronavirus, and I speak as an AIDS activist when I said say that the bat myth, everything, it's as vicious as the AIDS monkey was, and it's as racist, and it's just yeah. the cycle repeating itself. And right. even if it, and even if it was manufactured in a lab in China, the Chinese people are not responsible for that, and it is. Right. It's, it's just awful. And, you know, and right now we need to have the big conversation about race in this country. And this is why, sure. you know, my work as a ventriloquist, I feel is so important because, really is. because the arts are the place where people of all different backgrounds work yes. together. We come and, collectively. Yeah. yeah. It's like when I do a play, 
you sure. better freaking remember your lines. I do not care. I, I do not care if you are Papa Smurf over there. If you forget your cue, we will have a problem. <laughs> I love it. It's so lighthearted. Yes, How we went from you know, we went from one extreme to to Papa Smurf. It's awesome. Thanks. <laughs> yes, yes. And if you're and if I'm in a band, I do not care what color you are. But if you are off key, we will have a problem. <laughs> oh and if we boy. Are doing a show, and yeah. you run the light and you try to bump me, we will have a problem. And it does not matter what color you are, what gender you are, what gender identity you are, what orientation right. you are, whatever. If you touch That's my right. puppets without permission, we will have a problem. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to get jumped by all the puppets. <laughs> exactly. You do not want to make Vinny angry. You hurt him. So. Um, April, once again, um, tell us, uh, give us your social media. Um, time ran out that quickly. Unbelievable. Um, um, Aprilbrooker.tv, you can find me. I'm on Instagram under April Brooker, Twitter under April Brooker, Facebook uh -huh. under April Brooker. And check out my book, Don't Read My Lips, on Amazon and through booksellers worldwide. That's fantastic. So uh, don't be a stranger. I hope you and your friends can come back on uh, when we do our video component because we're going to start doing video components soon. Um, and I would love to have you back on, but on video. So that would be fantastic. Perfect. I and appreciate if you're in Vegas, check me out at Burlesque Cube, yeah. Alexis Park Resort every weekend, Thursday through Sunday, ticketkite.com. How fucking yeah. And remember to listen, guys, to Juicy Divas, Confessions of a Limo Driver, yours truly, Seth Goldstein and Jim Francis. Thank you for listening. Thank Appreciate you. Appreciate it. Take care, April.